Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. God has allowed us just so much grace and favor that we've made it all the way to season eight. I hope that these words are encouraging and that God has allowed you to hear, see something that the sunshine has been able to expose in your life. We love to hear from you here on the sunshine. So send us an email or a direct message at sunshinefromheaven365 at gmail.com. Let us know how the sunshine is blessing you. Keep listening, keep sharing, and remember, as always, share a little sunshine. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. I'd like for you to say a prayer and welcome to the sunshine, Minister Brandy Thompson. How are you doing, Minister? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. God is good. Amen. Let's dive right in. Why don't you tell everybody who is Minister Brandy Thompson? Um, Minister Brandy Thompson is a, a woman that has that God has uh, just shown so much mercy and, and grace to throughout my life. Um, uh, he spared me several times, you know, from um, from certain destruction and I would even say death a couple of times. Um, I just, I love God. I love people. Um, I'm a bit of a jokester uh, <laughs> for those people that do know me. <laughs> God's blessed me with two beautiful children. Um, I'm a big kid at heart for those that that uh, that know me. I like to joke and play a lot. Uh, one of the, the things that I like to live by is something my uncle told me when I was nine years old. And he told me, uh, and I will never forget it, he said, laugh as much as you can, as often as you can, because crying days come automatically. Ooh. And <laughs> what, what book is that in? That, I need, that needs to be in every, I ain't never seen that bumper sticker, but it needs to be one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's that's rich right there. Yeah, yeah. So and I never forgot it. That is an awesome way to live. I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak a couple of times and, and have enjoyed it, but I've also uh, heard you sing, and your spirit is just so uh, sweet. And man, you sing like ain't nobody spitting sincy. And I think sometimes to <laughs> me, singing is not so much about how good you sound but it's about how it feels and when i've seen you sing sometimes and i can and to me and again i ain't i'm no producer nobody i see you and sometimes it's like you're you're struggling to sound like you want to sound but then i see you singing sometimes and the sound is incredible and the look on your face is i don't care if it sound good or not so I mean, right? w- w- what would you say about that? You, you hit it head on. Actually, uh, there's you know some sometimes it's like you know things are just flowing and you know it's it's like okay you know I, I'm good I'm I'm hitting the notes in the key that I want to be in and you know and all of that. But in those times that you're saying you know where you see me and I'm kind of like you know I don't care if it sounds good or not. 
just being honest, those those are those, those um, authentic worship days where it's just you know I, it's like you know what this is an audience of one. It's just between me and you, and and I have something to prove, not to man, but to God. You know, like hey, I, I owe you this. So oh. so let me. Ooh. That's, that's good right there. Well, hey, I, I done cut myself because I was supposed to go a different direction. But I was like, man, I got to say, because like I said, you, you just you really bless uh, you bless me when when you sing. And I, I appreciate that. But if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to tell the story I've heard you tell a few times before. And each time I've heard it, it makes me feel like I've never heard it before. I think I think no one ever gets tired of hearing God look at the bible it's the top selling book of all time and there are no new stories in it, it it's it, the same <laughs> stories are being told so give me uh the i think it's when you were 16 something happened i'm not sure but uh if you could just elaborate on that and just uh, how god imparted himself in you and, and, and showed you what that situation was about oh man yeah that's uh, definitely something that i i can never forget and um, just as, as like you said that when you hear it, you know, it's um, it's like you don't get tired of hearing it. I don't get tired of telling it because God, I could not be here to tell it, you know. But I was 16 years old. I had a uh, like a youth group that I had put together and we were actually uh, slated to perform at uh, Greens Point Mall that weekend. And so um, long story short, I'm going to, you know, doing rounds and, you know, picking up. Uh, my peers and things like that that are in the group so we can have rehearsal and um, after I picked up two of my cousins that were in the group we were headed back um, to the house so that we can do rehearsal and what caused it was a from what I understand I, I don't remember seeing it but there was a bee supposedly in the car my cousin that my younger cousin started swatting at the bee and and everything and um and ended up swinging and and somehow you know I ended up losing control of the vehicle it was a garbage truck that was uh, coming head on. And he also swerved at the same time. I'm not sure why he swerved, but we both swerved and ended up having a head on collision. Mm. It, it happened so fast. It happened like really fast. And so we were in a pickup truck. And so my younger cousin that was in the middle, nothing happened to her because my body and the body of my, my other cousin shielded her and protected her. And so she, it was, you know, nothing that happened with her. My other cousin, she wasn't hurt as badly, I guess, because with the head-on collision, most of the damage was on my side. Uh -huh. So it, not, it did knock out of her front teeth, though. Mm. Um, but for me, I ended up with a motor and a transmission um, on the left side of my body, pretty much sitting in my lap. Well, that, and... that by itself, <laughs> you're supposed to be out of here. Uh, exactly. Just that, exactly. You, you ain't got to say no. You got the motor and the transmission sitting in your lap. That's an exit ticket for ninety nine percent of the people I know. Yep, bet you bet, man. It, it was, it was, it, it, you know, that was definitely something that was scary. I, I, uh, when it happened, it just, you know, it, it happened so quick, and I, so I saw it. You know, I saw the stuff sitting on me as hot, and I started trying to move my arm, and that's when I realized my arm was broken. Mm. It was snapped. Uh, it was just hanging. And I, I remember, you know, hearing sirens and everything. They got to us pretty quick and the firefighters came and they like, man, we can't, we can't get this out. You know, came and it's, you know, the machinery and stuff is on her. So they went and got the jaws of life and they had to cut me out of the truck. And um, I remember, you know, they were, it took a few of them. It was probably about three or four of them. They were trying to lift the motor and the transmission up off me to get me out of the truck. And I remember taking my right leg and my right arm 
and helping them to push the dash and the and the motor off me. Wow! So that we could get out the car. You know. Wait, wait, wait! Hold up, hold up, hold up! This is a, is your two cousins? They're still in the car with you as well. They're still in the car with oh, me. Oh, I'm thinking they've gotten out, but no, no, they're still in the car with you. Yeah, they were still in. The car wow! With me. When they they were in the car, and I, as I'm trying to push to help, them, I um once that happened, I'm, I'm trying to push it, and they, you know, they of course they couldn't get it off right then and there, so they, you know, waiting for some more help and. I started passing out. Like I started feeling, you know, feeling dizzy and, you know, just inside of it. I, my my breathing, you know, just got to where it was like, you know, real shallow. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like felt myself slipping away. Wow. And I, um, as I, as that was happening, you know, I don't know if it was a spirit or what that talked to me enough to, you know, to know, hey, you know, you, you might be about to, you know, to check out of here. Mm. And so... As I as I close my eyes and I'm you know I'm breathing shallow and everything, I started you know with what wits I did have, like God you know just be with me like you know don't leave me. As as I said that, the very last thing that I said, I said I said God I said save me, please don't take my life right now. And I was able as soon as I said that like it's like I was able to take a, the deepest breath that I had ever taken that just filled not just my lungs with air but it just felt like it just pulled the life back into my body because mm. I saw myself in the in the truck and I took that breath and by that time they had enough help to get the the motor and stuff off me and I pushed the dash and they 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 hurry up and drug me out because it was like leaking oil and gas and everything and so they put me on the stretcher and put me, um, they were gonna life flight me, but they couldn't, it was too much debris in the road. Mm. And so they had to put me, you know, just in an ambulance. And I remember um, once they closed those doors, I, I blacked out. I don't remember anything up until I got to the hospital. And when I opened my eyes in the hospital, there was nothing but these just bright lights, mm. just, just bright lights everywhere. I couldn't see anything, couldn't really hear anything. I, all I thought was light. Right. And uh, it was just, it was like a white light. It was calm though, but it was just like a white light. I started praying again. And I'm like, you know, God, just, God, spare me. If you save my life, I'll do what you told me to do. Because God had already called me in the ministry two years prior to that. So and, at, you know, at, I'm a kid. At, you know, four, so at, like, at 14? At 14. At 14. Um, and so I'm a kid. I'm like, no, you know, because at first I'm just thinking like, okay, well, maybe I'm just dreaming this or maybe I'm just, you know, just, just thinking some stuff. And, right. But no, when he spared me and I and I was able to come to and I told God, I said, God, well, if you spare my life, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. At that moment, then I, I could hear my mom. My mom started calling my name and I could hear her. I could hear again. It's like, it's, it was like my, the sound started coming back and then I, I started hearing the, the, the bustle of the hospital and the, wow. the you know the monitors and all that wow so yeah I've heard the story before when you're telling it now I'm in here trying to keep the tears from falling in my eyes because I know that God is real and I know yes, sometimes we can ask ourselves you know well why is this happening you know saying well, is was that God trying to get your attention or was that the enemy trying to kill you so you couldn't do what God was calling you to do? There's so many different ways you can look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times I, I kind of go with the notion that maybe he was trying to kill me because he hasn't, he hadn't really stopped. You know, there's been other things that have, you know, that have happened in my life. But God's, God is just, he's faithful. God has been so faithful in my life and just, 
you know, just his grace, man, and his mercy, his love for me is just, it's, it's indescribable mm-hmm. because I've, I've been through some things, you know, right. with that, you know, things with my children, bad relationships, just a lot of things. And, and God has truly, truly shown himself to be God in my life through those situations. Well, that's, that is phenomenal. And I like the fact that God has shown me and which I'm so grateful for is that God doesn't treat us as we behave but he treats us as we believe. Now, there's so mm-hmm. many people that says, oh, God knows my heart. The truth is he does know your heart. And it's only a matter of time before what you truly believe will begin to manifest itself. And so either what you believe is going to manifest itself in how you behave badly or it's going to manifest itself on that you really do believe who God is and what he has called you to do. So I I just, oh, I'm so glad that God rescued you then and continues to rescue you for uh, everything that is happening in your life because what God is showing me is that when these things are happening to us and we don't ask why, we understand that it is an opportunity for us to witness or to gain the strength that is needed to witness to that one person who you will have their ear and be able to witness to them not about what you heard but about what you have lived it sounds like it sounds like somebody trying to get at you <laughs> that's my little one you know he's attached to me at the hip i see and, and, and he and he sounds like a singer <laughs> is he singing that boys the men song mama Absolutely. (laughs) So we're going to take a minute, get a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Today's episode of Sunshine from Heaven is brought to you by L Boogie Music. L Boogie Music is owned and operated by Linwood Jones. Linwood always tells me that if your music isn't becoming to you, then you should be coming to him. L Boogie Music can be reached by phone at 309-404-5806. Again, that's 309-404-5806. Or you can drop them an email at lboogiemusicforyou at gmail.com. That's L Boogie Music with the Q, the number four, and the letter U. Linwood says he has the boogie that you can blame it on. L Boogie Music. And we're back with Miracle Minister Brandy Thompson. I, that's my new name for you, Miracle Minister. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, because God has just done so many things in your life, especially at 16, for you to say, okay, I'm okay. Thank you, God, but I'm move on and do something else that I feel like doing I mean how have you now with because I'm I know that okay God woke you up so um so now that God has saved you he has brought you out of this thing now you are 16 year old uh with some pretty severe injuries so there's okay the spiritual has been amazing God has spoken to you he's brought you back from the brink but, mm-hmm. but now you're back and now there's a lot of work to be done, right? I'm sure when a transmission and a motor sit on your lap, there's going to be some, some natural consequences that you have to deal with. 
absolutely. So what was the extent of your injuries? Um, everything on my left side was broken. Um, I have now, to this day, I have two plates and four screws in my left forearm. I have a 46 inch rod in my left, uh, from my left hip to a little bit past my knee. And I have two large pins um, that are in my thigh bone that are holding my thigh together. So basically you are walking weather person. You know it. Cause you know <laughs> when that thunderstorm, hey, don't let the windows up. I, my hip is aching. <laughs> Uh, my hips say my, my hips say we about to have some bad weather. Oh my goodness! So so now as a sixteen year old, you're doing school from home. Your friends are. This is where you find out who your real friends are. Which as a sixteen year old, a seventeen year old, that is a, a very defining moment in in a young lady's life. It sure is. So sure is. so how do you now go forward with rehab? But even more so. How do you go forward in your ministry now dealing with all these other natural things that a 16 and 17 year old young lady with now disabilities is going to have to deal with? It was definitely challenging and, and tough because with everything being broken, I could not, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. I could not turn myself over. I had to have help doing all of those things. And my family, I spent about two about two months in the hospital mm -hmm. and uh, my family and my friends were you know they were right there I um, one one lady I'm and she and I have been best friends since ninth grade and uh, she like I said I couldn't even go to the bathroom she she helps my family take care of me from from feeding me to bathing me to turning me over to changing my diapers that I had to wear wow and, and we, you know, her and I, she and I are three days apart. Her birthday's three days after mine. Okay. And, um, you know, she's just always, she's always, always been there. Always been there. I was in a wheelchair for a while. And because initially they, you know, the doctors had told my mom and, and my dad that, you know, there was a possibility, you know, that uh, I wouldn't be able to walk normally without some type of assistive device right. or be in a wheelchair. I just, you know, that I, I don't know, you know, going from being independent and, doing things for yourself and then now all of a sudden you need every, you need everybody for everything wow. you know it was it was really 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 tough but in that season of my life you know God really dealt with me and and just and showed me some things and then and you know showed me who I could depend on you know that were that was around me but more importantly that I could depend on him and that he would keep me and and sustain me through that so I was eventually able to get out of the wheelchair I had worked so hard to graduate early and you know what I'm, I'm not gonna be transparent I didn't even work hard to graduate early because I was just you know just all this academic person <laughs> I worked hard to graduate early because I hated school that much so wow. <laughs> I, I absolutely did not want to go to school I was like you know what if I can get out of here any quicker, that is just what I'm gonna do. Right. And and I so I worked really hard, you know, to do that. And it was almost like you know I was gonna miss that moment of being able to graduate. But by by the grace of God, I was able to finish school. Not only did I finish early, I graduated number two in my class. All right. Class Amen. Amen. And yeah, and uh, I was able to walk across the stage without Whoa. the wheelchair, without the the, the walker, because I had to go from the wheelchair to the walker to a cane. Uh -huh to nothing wow. and so I was able to walk across the stage and I sang at my graduation wow. and yeah God just wow. God has done some, some miracles wait, in my wait. life graduated early 
sang at the graduation. I put out the folding chairs. Uh, yeah. I, I heard you made the graduation cake. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, well, hey, that that God has obviously put some some strength in you. Uh, I, that's that God DNA that we have to dig into because we have to understand that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you become authorized. But I believe at that point, the DNA that's already in you becomes activated by the Holy Spirit. And there is nothing that we can't do if we would only believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And not just as a strong mantra, but as the Holy Spirit activated person you are to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man. So now you're graduating. Now you're, you're walking across the stage, but I know at this point, the fight is still not over. Mm -mm. So you're still doing some things. Yep. Now, how do you keep the mental fortitude? Because this is a great story. There are some moments where I know that you've cried, that things didn't act or go quite like you wanted them to go. So now, because you say I can dig deeper and push through, but when you're in this deep, this deep of a situation, where do you go? I mean, you know what? I think that in those types of situations, God, for me, I'll just put this on me for a moment. For me, I did have a great support system, but I find that God likes to deal with me best in isolation. He isolates me. Okay. And so when I, you know, when I went through that and I had those moments and things like that, that's when I, you know, he would, you know, I would draw nearer or closer to him. And of course, the word of God says that when we draw near to him, he's going to draw near to us. Right. And so, you know, I just I I would pray. I would, you know, and sometimes it, it didn't sound like, you know, Heavenly Father, this it, sometimes it's God. Why you, you know, <laughs> you know, why, why am I, you know, why am I in this situation still? You know, when am I going to get back to myself? And you know, and, and it took time. It, it it took time, and that definitely. And that from from start to finish with going through with the actual happening of the accident all the way until, you know, I would I would even say almost present day. Um, there was a, you know, in that that wilderness season in my life, that was a wilderness season in my life wow. where God just really, you know, pulled some things out of me. But he also, you know, deposited some things you know, in me and, you know, we we go through things and, and we think that the wilderness is just such a such a horrible place is you know is destitute but you know it's one thing that i can say that in any wilderness season it may be void of a whole lot of things but it's never void of god's presence amen and it's you know it was just him being there with me and just you know me also asking him to make me more aware of his presence because he's always with us right i think that we just kind of get sidetracked sometimes and and mixed up in our own circumstances and situations where we you know we lose sight of that uh-huh. and where god you know be with me be with me be with me and he's like i never left you right you know you just became uh desensitized to my presence yes amen yeah like, so like you know yeah, and so, you know, that was that was the biggest biggest thing, really just, you know, God, you know, dealing with me and you know, and, and just working with me through that and, and it was kinda it was just me, even though I had I did have a support system, but it was just like 
nobody, you know, nobody understood where I was, you know, nobody understood mentally what I was going through, uh, the pain in my body at such a young age, you know, to have arthritis and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And so it really, it really did take me seeking God more, seeking, you know, to and, and, and wanting to hear his voice and just only being able to find comfort in hearing from him and, and being in his presence. Right. I mean, because truth be told, again, you're in a situation where if you had gotten addicted to pain medication, I don't think anybody would have thought like, man, how did she do that? I mean, I, I mm-hmm. think everybody, they, most people would have been trying to get some stuff for you. He's like, hey, you know, little Shank and Big Pookie, we need a couple of pills for <laughs> Mr. Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and nobody would fault you. So, I mean, that's a part of that, that you also have to say, hey, I need you to walk with me. Because like I said, people don't understand. Yeah, I'm high in the spirit, but I'm still 100% physical and, and, and some of this stuff hurt. Yeah, a lot of it hurt. So a lot of it hurt. Now I heard you say you were in that wilderness season, and, and uh, you said to present day. So how do you deal with people when when you come to a point in your life where where you recognize, lack of a better word, I'm using one of my favorite favorite words, is you recognize foolishness and really don't have time for it. How do you manage to put up with any type of foolishness when you God has made things so clear to you? You know, it, it's it's now. And I I will say this, to be honest with you, Minister Nick, I really did not realize that I was in a wilderness season up until maybe a year ago. Wow. Um, It took me that long to, you know, to really realize, you know, hey, you know, God is really doing some things in me. And and, and now looking back, like I said, I started journaling because, you know, it's just like, like I said, sometimes we we forget, like God will bring us through something and, you know, bring us to something great or, or whatever. And it's like the next, and then when you get to the next thing, you get to the next stop and you see some trouble, you forget about him parting the Red Sea, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes ago. You know, right. and like, yeah. yeah so so i started you know i started journaling and and um you know so that kind of helped to open my eyes you know to that too right. and then you know just you know with with there being you know foolishness and, and stuff like that that you know people may try to bring you know into your life or whatever you know sometimes we you know sometimes we slip in, into certain things and sometimes you know if you if you're close enough to to god or close enough uh should i say but um constantly seeking him and he does give you that that discernment so that you can you know you can know if somebody's bringing you know some some foolishness into your life or (laughs) even if you if you indulge in something foolish exactly it ain't always coming it ain't outside industry bringing you some exactly (laughs) i brought my own (laughs) foolishness lunch today Exactly, exactly. Yes. And, and it's easy to it's, it's easy to tip over into that, you know, when you know, when you're dealing with, with things mm-hmm. and even with that situation, you know, going through my physical impairments and, and learning, you know, because I had to learn to walk again. Right. You know, right. so you know, it's tough, you know, but I like I said, man, it's God is faithful. Right. If you if you seek him, mm-hmm. if you truly seek him and you're truly, you know, asking him, you know, for guidance and, and for and for strength like he will do just that he's gonna do just what you ask let me ask you this i just have two more questions and i'm gonna let you go so i know it would be almost impossible to say what's the one thing you learned in your wilderness journey but what was one of the things 
that you learned while you were in that wilderness season that was the most impactful, the thing that you have been able to fall back on and rediscover over again and it really helps to pull you through i would say just 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 knowing that god started this thing Mm -hmm. you know he he started doing this Mm -hmm. and his word says if he's faithful to complete the work that he began yes so that means all the in-between that i go through everything that that has happened it's gonna happen but i know that there is an anticipated and an expected into it he's right. gonna complete it right. so you know i'm i it's not like you know we start something and we you know we just stop and you know it's like okay we're gonna leave it undone god is not gonna leave it undone he's not gonna he's leave, not gonna leave me exactly it ain't it's not there isn't a cliffhanger <laughs> i know that there's an expected end and i know he's faithful all right well hey and my other uh, last thing is that i heard you say that you you did some journaling and i've, I've often heard people say you know you gotta leave that bad stuff behind you but I heard you say that you were able to look back at some of the stuff that you had gone through. And it was almost, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. It was almost like you said you went back and saw some stuff that you didn't even realize that had become a part of you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and now now looking back at that and now that it's it's clear to you now, how do you break the cycle? First, you can be like, man, I can't believe I did that. And then you can get stuck in and say and be like, man, I can't believe I'm that person. But there's also a freedom in that. So mm-hmm. and, and, and what was it that you were able to say, hey, that was something that I needed to see? Well, it's, it's it, for me, the, the thing of it is and like and being able to break it is, is the fact that now you are aware of it. Sometimes we do things and we're, you know, it, we're, we're foolish with it and we don't realize how bad it looks or how dumb it is, you know, right. until... <laughs> until it's brought to the light until it's brought to the forefront you know and so with me journaling and being able to go back and see some of the things that i that i was upset over or some of the things that i did you know and being able to see like where i am now from you know from where i was then Mm -hmm. you know is that thing for me that helps me to to not go back there and then it also because i know where i've been and some of the things that I've done is easier for me to recognize those 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 signs, those right. those uh, warning signs. You know, like okay, wait a minute, I don't need to make this turn because right. last time, I, <laughs> exactly, last time I went left and that wasn't you know, right. so, you know that's what helps me to you know to realize hey you know because for me I think sometimes you do have to let go of things. I'm not saying that we um, that we need to keep um, you know keep living in those things. Not not at all. But sometimes. It's good to reflect on those things because you, you know, it gives you a chance to see, you know, where you were to compare to where you are now and and to see and to just see God's faithfulness and, you know, where he brought you from and where he's taking you to. Right. So, you know, that, that's been that's been instrumental in, you know, for me in, in my relationship with God and my growth, my spiritual growth, because. You know, it's just allowed me to kind of just reflect and just see, you know, like, hey, some days it don't look like you, you've gotten that far. But if you look back, you know, just and sometimes you got to look back that far. It could be last week, you know, to be honest. Right. Um, and, you know, you just see where God has brought you, brought you from. For me, it just gives me that extra push to just keep going, to just keep going another day. That is so awesome, man. I am so thankful and grateful that you've come here and allowed yourself to be so transparent to show us what God has done and what he can do in our lives when we surrender to him. 
and I want to extend my platform to you because I know that you have a word, a a powerful word and encouragement for a person. And I like to have you come back on and just give you the mic and let you open your heart to God's people and let them know what thus say the Lord from Minister Miracle Brandy Thomas. <laughs> Absolutely, Minister Nick. I love to do that. I love to awesome. do that. Thank you for, for having me. Um, this is blessing, you know, to just sit and talk with you um, just about God's goodness and, you know, and everything. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm just so thankful and grateful for the opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you so much. And I encourage you guys to read your word. Don't miss out on the moments that you're living every day. And don't overlook all the small little things that some people just, like you said, here's uh, Minister Brandy, who if you saw her, you wouldn't think that this lady is a walk-in hardware store because (laughs) she doesn't let that define who she is. But if you take the time to understand who she is and what she's accomplished and God has walked her through each moment, that you can do that too. And I pray you guys will take a moment listen to the sunshine from heaven, share God's word and become that very miracle and that blessing that you hear so many people talk about. Amen. So we bless you. We thank you. And remember, keep sharing the sunshine.